Welcome back to The Last Take. Logan joins the pod for the first time in a while as we talk about NFL Week 1 and preview Week Two slate. Next, we will talk about Week 2 in college football and talk Huskers. Finally, we will end off with the weekly college football pick'em. Let's get into it. Armstrong looking, holding, throws out a flat pass caught by Amir. Trying to avoid the rush, he does. He has a first down, bouncing off tacklers to the 45. Amir to the 40, Amir to the 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Oh, touchdown, Amir Abdullah. Quarterback draw. Armstrong into the secondary. Armstrong's got a step. Touchdown. You are listening to The Last Take. The premier sports show for college students by college students. With hosts Dylan Jurgens and Blake Mace. Alright, welcome to The Last Take. Uh, so we're going to start off right away with the NFL Pick'em. Um, kind of switching up. I know we did it last last week, but let's do it first this week because it makes more sense. Um, so uh, going over the standings real quick. So I'm in first place. I went three and two last week on picks. Blake went one and four, but you just went against everything that me and Justice did. So yeah, and I was kind of picking it because I wanted more bold takes. And yeah, I'm the, like, the, the most bold I found was the Steelers yeah. over the Niners. That didn't go well. But <laughs> that, uh, that made our, me rethink a lot of things. I'm be honest. But our Cowboys and Giants picks didn't yeah. go very well for me and Justice. We picked the Giants and you picked the Cowboys. And that was the only up, one I got right. And they got forty points. So and then Justice went three and two last week. Um, so yeah, it's the same as our college football pick so we'll just keep track of guest picks, uh, shout them out every week if it hasn't changed or not. So, uh, starting off, first game of the week, Baltimore Ravens go on the road into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, who did not very, did not look very good last week, but they're playing the Browns, bad weather, and they never beat the Browns week one. So I'll start off with Logan. Who's your pick in this one? Uh, I'm taking the Ravens. I know I was looking at um, like Green Line stuff on PFF, and the Bengals are favored by three and a half. And I mean, I could see a world where they're the favorites in general, but I mean, three and a half, thinking they'll win by a whole field goal, especially in you know it's an NFC North or AFC North matchup, um, and the people just don't score in those games. I know those are two higher-powered offenses when you look at it, but um, obviously the Ravens they have a little bit of banged up offensive line uh Lindebaum and Staley are both listed at questionable right now but it's a line that might clear out throughout the week but really I just look at the Ravens roster from top to bottom and I think it's a more well-rounded roster and I think in those kind of games it matters more yeah you know Baltimore Ravens so far have let up 314 yards and you know the Bengals had no offensive production last week the Browns shut them down and that's gonna be the deciding factor is uh Will the Bengals' offense actually take off and do anything, or will Joe Burrow play another bad game like he did last week? I, I think when you look at the kind of like the three top guys in the AFC, especially the quarterbacks, you know, Mahomes, Bengals, um, with Burrow and then uh, Josh Allen, you know, all having disappointing uh, weeks. Could this be the week every uh, every one of those teams turns it around? I don't know. Bengals versus Ravens, that's tough. Um, I got to go with Ravens just because the Bengals. I mean, that's that was a pretty embarrassingly way to start your year just with no offensive output like that. So Browns are a good team though. They looked good. Deshaun they, Watson they, looked they, very they really good. They did. They they were in their step. Uh, they looked like they were uh, pretty in sync with everything, and it didn't look like it, it didn't look like before where like you saw some parts of their team not necessarily mesh well with others. So it seemed like a very well rounded team. But yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens. 
Um, since you both took the Ravens, I will take the Bengals uh, for my fantasy team's sake. Uh, please, Joe Burrow, please play better. Uh, please throw it to Jamar Chase a little more than five touches and 39 yards. I, I would appreciate it so I don't lose by 50 again. So... Um, but I I am gonna take the Bengals. I think they could play. I think they'll play better. I don't know if I'm completely sold on the Ravens. I know they're a good football team, but I just want to take the Bengals and also I'm just being different from you guys. So it's not just a straight sweep. So moving on, the Seattle Seahawks who got <coughs> blown out by your Los Angeles Rams. Love that. Love that. Go on the road into Ford Field to take on the Detroit Lions who had a nice win over the Kansas City Chiefs last week. So, Logan, you can go again. Um, I mean, I'm definitely taking the, the Lions here. I, I don't know if they'll cover five and a half, but I just look at their offense, and I, Seattle has a lot of athleticism on that defense, but I don't know if they have a whole lot of schematic depth. Um, and the, the Lions are going to they're gonna chuck the ball. They're going to throw that thing all over the field. They're going to let Goff kind of find his, his little seam routes, stuff like that, the left, stuff that he's loved to find basically his entire career. And while on the face it looks good for Seattle in the secondary, there's just there's nothing there, and it's it's particularly over the middle that it can be alarming, and that's where Goff kind of finds his best offense. Um, so that's kind of the big reason I'd be taking them, and I think their defense will bend. It, obviously, it might break because you know uh, they are Seattle, but um, I think overall, it, 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 I'm taking the lines on this one. Yeah, you know, Logan, you bring up a great point. Um, both these teams only allowed less than 95 rush yards, and it's definitely going to be a passing game where there will be the dink and dunk stuff like you're talking about with uh, Jared Goff. I don't know here. I, yeah, there's really nothing that tells me Seattle is going to win the game, especially the momentum right now. I mean, kind of like the entire um, NFL sports pundits um, are all looking at the lines right now. I mean, you just beat the Chiefs. It'd be... I'd say a little embarrassing if you lose the Seattle Seahawks just with they're not the team they have been and they're just, you know, kind of in a weird spot to where like one week they'll look good, but it really doesn't equate to anything later in the year. Um, but yeah, I got to go with the Lions. They're, they're, they're looking solid on all fronts. Um, defense maybe could be a little bit better. Um, I know if like that in that Chiefs game, really the drop passes were what kept the Chiefs out of contention. So, um, yeah, I got, I got to pick the Lions. Um, they're just the most solid team when comparing both of them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, of course I'm going to take the Lions. That's my team. Um, I think we're going to win this game. Um, I actually do think we will cover. It's it's moved up to six now, according to ESPN. Um, they use Caesars, I guess, so according to Caesars. But um, I think the Lions did pretty well last week. We held Patrick Mahomes to only 226 yards passing, but in you insert all the drop passes, the pick six off the drop passes. Yeah, there's some points that came from there, but I think the Detroit Lions are just much more better than the Seattle Seahawks. Sorry, Jack, but I'm just I don't think Seattle is as good as they were last year. And secondary, I mean, questionable for De- uh, Devon Witherspoon and Jamal Adams right now. That could change, but you know, I, I'm just, I'm going to just take the Detroit Lions just based off what I seen last week. And yeah, so moving on, Blake, your Kansas City Chiefs are going on the road into Duval to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll actually have you go first this time. Yeah, you know, looking over this, I'm 
this is a rematch of a game we saw late in the postseason, that a game that I went to, um, and it looked terrible for a little bit there when Mahomes got injured, um, and Chad Henney luckily saved the day. Um, but this time, you know, you got teams that are uh, definitely, I'd say, a lot more fresh uh, than where they were, you know, late in the postseason last year. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit worried about uh, the Chiefs secondary that has worried me worried me for years now. The past few years, essentially, is just that uh, there there are some games where they'll just let the pass yardage yardage keep r- ranking up and racking up and racking up and racking up until you know they got a drive and they score a touchdown. And that's been a little frustrating to see the Chiefs because you got Snead who plays great at times, and then he'll make a bonehead mood and you move, and then you got some other people that it, it just it allows teams to be in contention. And I I think coming off that loss, um, I don't think things will be solved right away. I'm gonna be honest, even with like the the catching and stuff like that. This this just seems like something that the Chiefs will have to work through early on in the year. It, it reminds me of the past few years of Chiefs. You know, lose a few early games in the year, like the Colts one stands out in my mind. It was like one where it's like, wow, did the Chiefs really put on a performance like that? That could be like this with Jacksonville. I mean, you know, Jacksonville is one and zero right now, um, winning their first game and. That's huge, and the Chiefs, you know, down one. I don't know. It's it's going to be – I think that's going to be one of the more exciting games uh, this weekend to look forward to because Jacksonville, they, wanna, they will want to keep the Chiefs down. Um, but I I still got to go with the Chiefs uh, simply because I think they're going to solve a little bit of the catching issues and uh, kind of – You probably out, have Kelsey back too. Yeah, figure out their and team. Chris Jones. Yeah. Yep, Chris Jones. Jones yep, back now. Um so yeah, just a more complete team will be able to work more efficiently. Um, a big thing for me at this game when I look at it is um, Trevor Lawrence had a passer rating in a clean pocket of 124 last week, which is absolutely unbelievable. It was only 16.7 when he was under pressure. That's that's bad Zach Wilson numbers. Um, and that's just a number I really look at, and that's pretty alarming. And um, when I look at this Chiefs roster, they really failed to penetrate the offensive line last week um, on prime time. And with Chris Jones coming back, presumably as he just signed his uh, one-year extension or whatever, I, I think they're probably going to get a lot more pressure. And throughout his career, Lawrence has been a great quarterback. So far, we just kind of haven't seen him succeed under pressure in the way that someone like a Mahomes does. Where, I mean, Mahomes has like a higher passer rating under pressure than he does in a clean pocket, which is – unfathomable to like my mind but I think that'll be a big thing and then um something Andy Reid's been really good at throughout his career is actually taking away a number one receiver in a matchup and I know there were some questions with some people about who would be the Jags number one receiver going to the receiver the season but to me it was pretty clearly Calvin Ridley and he kind of came out and showed that in week one he was unbelievable getting so much separation on routes um and I think if they're able to scheme him out of the game that kind of leads it to Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram and I'm like I don't really like throwing to those kind of guys right I don't Trust them to kind of lead you through an offensive game, especially when you got to keep up with the Chiefs. So I'm going to take the Chiefs with this one. Yeah, um, Jacksonville coming off a win over the Colts only by 10. They had a slow start, too. They were down at one point, actually in the fourth quarter. Um, but Anthony Richardson just fell short. Um, but I Chiefs didn't look great either, but based off of pretty much all you guys said, I mean – I just think the Chiefs will rebound in this one. I'm not as strong. I'm not as convinced with Jacksonville quite yet. Can it, it's kind of iffy, iffy, fifty-fifty on this one. But I will take the Chiefs in this one just based off of 
I think Pat. I'm just going to take Patrick Mahomes over Trevor Lawrence right now. It is down. It is in Duval though, so watch out for an upset. But just the benefit of the doubt, I'm just going to take Kansas City in this one. So uh, moving on, the San Francisco, geez, San Francisco 49ers are going on the road into SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you can go first, Logan. Um. First of all, I'm just going to say I love a Rams win in week one. That was just beautiful to see. Um, that being said, I'm not really sold on their team that much. I know they got a week win against the Seahawks, but I think that might be a little bit more on the Seahawks. Now, I will say uh, McVay and Stafford looked absolutely dialed in. Um, the amount of stuff they were running, different concepts. They were basically running um, uh, Puka Nakua off of like motion on like every single play like they used to do with Robert Woods years ago, which I just absolutely love because – I actually love that selection in general. Um, but I, I just don't know how well that's going to work against the 49ers team that is just so much clearly better than them roster-wise, right? Like, the whole thing with McVay is he can kind of make up for that. This is an absolutely huge gap. Um, it hates to say it, but I'm going to just have to take the 49ers here. Now, if Cooper Cup is fully healthy, which I genuinely don't think he will be, that kind of changes my answer a little bit. I think it goes a little bit more up in the air, but without that, I'd have to easily take the 49ers. I was say, he's on the IR, so he actually has to Oh, yeah, that's right. Four, I forgot about so. that. Yeah. You're right. Yep, and that's exactly what I was going to talk about, Cooper Cup being out. This this team, you know, last year, it was disappointing. Obviously, you win the Super Bowl, and then, you know, you you, uh, you just have a year where it's kind of like you knew that was going to happen. Like, it was like the perfect storm when they won the Super Bowl. And I thought that there were some bright points last year when their team was actually healthy, and they had everyone in there. Those first five weeks weren't bad. Yeah, no, yeah. they weren't at all. And that's why I... I don't want to just write off the Rams, um, but I don't know. It's The 49ers are looking like they did at the end of the year last year where it's like they could have easily went to the Super Bowl had uh, Brock Purdy been playing. Um, but, yeah, I got to go with the 49ers. They're, they're going to be a tough team to beat, but they are going to lose some games. It could be This it could be one of those games early on in the year where they lose and then they kind of bounce back from. Um but overall, I just the the 49ers, I mean, again, you know, having the depth like that is what's really selling me here um, with the Rams just can't compete on some of those fronts. So, yeah, I got to go with the 49ers. This is one I'll throw in real quick. If I was betting this, the Rams are plus eight. They're, they're not winning by eight. I'm sorry. Like, especially it's in, it's in Inglewood, like that, that's not happening. Also, once that actually got thrown in, Stafford had a 12.2 big throw time rate. That is like one of the highest I've ever seen for a single game. So... I mean, if he's back to that kind of form, that, that could also change us as well. But again, it's one week. Don't want to assume too much. Yeah, and you're also playing Seattle, who's not really the greatest team in the world. I don't know how that team made the playoffs last year. No, I, I they just think... took advantage of a weak division, yeah. excluding the Niners. So Right. I don't, I don't think they were that great schematically or anything last year. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Niners as well. Um, I thought about taking the Rams, but, you know, it does hurt. You don't have Cooper Cup, who's one of the best wide receivers in the league. I mean, if he's on, he's on. And Matthew Stafford, um, he's kind of old, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> he's the second oldest quarterback in the league. That's I mean, nice. oldest now because Rodgers, you know, done for, but he's the second longest tenured quarterback in the NFL. I say he technically is the oldest active because technically Niner, or, um, Rodgers isn't active anymore yeah. since he's injured. So, but that is, um, we can get in that to, in the next game here. But Brock Purdy looked back to what he looked like before he got injured in the Eagles game. And, how did he? F- I don't know how he. Why he's this good? Honestly, it makes it's, no sense. It makes no sense to me. He wasn't even this good at Iowa State, to be honest. And 
But I guess any quarterback could be good when you have all that talent around you. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, it's just so good. George Kittle, I didn't even mention him. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's that hard. He's great pass production as well. Yeah. Um, I think this game will be much closer than what Vegas says. Like you said, eight-point favorites for San Francisco, which is nuts. Um, I also believe that because the Rams defensively did pretty well last week. Only allowing Seattle under 200 um, yards total, which is pretty impressive. Um, so um, I'm just gonna, I'm going to take the Niners, <clears throat> but a close game. So yeah, moving on to the f- um, final game. <laughs> this game could have been good if um, it could have been so cool. If one it pisses me off. If uh, one Aaron Rodgers didn't get injured four plays in or four plays on his first drive, but uh, New York Jets are going on the road into. Uh, Jerry World to take on Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, why do, they, why do they call it that? I call it that. <laughs> Jerry, it is Jerry World. They, yeah. they do call it that, like Jerryland or whatever. Yeah. yeah I, I know. This game is gonna be awful. I, I wish it would be so cool. You, we were talking the other night about like how the Jets are like my fun team. Like my whole life, I've just kind of wanted to see them succeed. And that was finally, right before. That was literally right, right before everyone just got injured. Went down. And you know, as much as I jokingly love Zach Wilson, he's awful. He's a terrible quarterback. And we're going to have to see him on prime time like five more times this year. God, Tom Brady, please come save us or something. I don't know. but Colin Kaepernick? He doesn't play Tim Tebow? I'd love to see that. That'd be hysterical. For the jokes (laughs) alone, that would be worth it. But Zach Wilson's probably better than Tim Tebow. (laughs) He probably is. Um, He's probably better than Kaepernick, too. Kaepernick hasn't played in a football game in seven years. But, yeah, yeah, this game, it's probably going to be ugly. Like, it's going to be kind of the same thing, I think, the Cowboys did last week where they're going to get up early and then it's going to be the most boring football game of all time because they're going to be like, all right, Zach Wilson, you got to make a comeback now. And he's not going to do that because he's not playing for BYU anymore um, with his full Mormon team. I think, you know, he doesn't have the religion to hold them together at the NFL level. So that kind of <laughs> hurts his offensive uh, capabilities. They don't pray together before the game to bring him young. But I'm going off on a tangent now. I'm sorry. But it's okay. Know, I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. I'd even take him to cover nine and a half. I think that's a bit generous towards this Jets defense. I just think they, the Jets might not score. And I don't think they're returning. <laughs> I don't think they're returning a punt for a touchdown again. So that'll severely affect the line. Yeah. I mean, when you allow more yards than you put out. That's not a great sign. And you won. And you won. And you won. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That game last night, my goodness. What what a – I don't think I've ever seen, like, just the whirlwind of your Hall of Fame quarterback first game for the team goes down and then you still somehow win it. And it's not even necessarily because of your offense. It was – Simply because special teams, yeah, special, special teams. teams, and their defense Garrett, is good. And Garrett Wilson making probably one of the best catches I've seen. So. Oh my god, that catch was unbelievable! Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised more people aren't talking about that. Yeah, really? No, I mean, I think everybody turned the game off, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or just nobody watches Monday. Or, or like us, we went outside during that, and then we came back right for overtime. So pretty much. Um, but yeah, oh boy, Jets versus Cowboys. Now Cowboys, they do have a history of just blowing a game out of nowhere. Um, it's not to the Jets, though. Come on now. But I, you're right. <laughs> it's not to the Jets, not Zach the Wilson. Jets. They'll blow it to like the Seahawks or someone who might yeah. not be the, the Cardinals. The Cardinals will get a game win on the Cowboys. I don't know if they actually play this year, but that's the kind of thing that'll happen. But yeah, no way they lose to the Jets. Um, I think the Cowboys are gonna ride a high here and look good, kind of like the Vikings last year. You know. Yeah. Just so high around the year and then kind of like lose some Yeah, lose games. to the Giants in the playoffs. Yeah, lose some games that they shouldn't. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> I, no, I don't think I don't, I don't think the Cowboys. I don't even think the Giants are making playoffs. No. No, I'm just based off what I seen last uh, two nights ago. Forty's nothing, baby. They would do that. Um, but yeah, I gotta go with Dallas Cowboys. They're gonna put up some big numbers again. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about the Cowboys. I mean, they may have won forty to nothing, but offensively they weren't great. Like they didn't personally. have to do anything. I know defensively they were yeah. just incredible, but I'm just saying offensively they're nothing special. I mean, Pollard had two touchdowns on the ground, but yeah. my thing, I don't think they really showed anything because yeah, they knew I, they won the game already. I, I, I know that, off, that a lot of offense. That's something McVay's <laughs> talked about. Like when they're blowing people out, he's like, "I'm not showing anything. I'm running the same concepts the whole game. If we're blowing you out, so." Well, I guess okay. So first quarter, they had a blocked field goal for a touchdown, a field goal, and then an interception return for a touchdown. They didn't get their first offensive touchdown to the second quarter. Which was a two-yard run by Pollard. So. I, I still have a bit more faith in their offense. Than no, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, they they're still really probably they're still at least a top 15 offense, but yeah, the, uh, Jets, the Jets might be dead last. I now, did, so. from <laughs> what I've seen offensively, I mean, it's kind of different seeing a West Coast, or they call it a Texas Coast offense it's with West Mike Coast. McCarthy. Stop it. <laughs> that's what whatever his name was taught. Mike Tarico, or yeah. <laughs> that's Asterisk. what he said. Asterisk on that offense. Just like an asterisk in that Chiefs game. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Uh... <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts with that. I don't. Want to go off. I, don't I really do not want to go off the tangent. At least wasn't the only announcer to say asterisk. They're at the Jets game. That was terrible too. Um, it was a tripping, but <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't know. We don't need to. I don't it want to go off a tangent. Tangent. I'm taking the Cowboys by like thirty. <laughs> thirty. That's crazy. Okay, I'm thinking like like I'd bet like alternate spread fourteen and a half. I ain't going thirty. I mean, I'm not going that far. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying Jets are gonna struggle. Mightily in this they, game, they might not score. <laughs> exactly, Zach Wilson. Um, he's not good. Um, I'm just be completely honest. They need anybody else. Uh, <laughs> literally anybody else. I've had a lot of misses on guys in every sport pre-draft. I'm so glad I thought Zach Wilson wasn't going to be good. Now I miss on Trey Lance, but we don't have to talk about that. Maybe the Cowboys can give them Trey Lance. <laughs> Honestly, just yeah. this game. Yeah, just you make can, him switch. You, you just can have him. him. We'd, it'd actually be an advantage for the Cowboys because they get to scout him, so they get to see like how good yeah. he is. Yeah, he'd have offensive. What they should do that. Yeah, just make him I'm, switch jerseys I'm, real quick. I'm all for that. That's totally illegal, but let's do it. Yeah. Um. I mean, other than Zach Wilson's one pick, he wasn't. I mean, he had a nice. It was a decent throw, but still, what's his name? Uh, Garrett Wilson still had to make incredible play. So four percent of his throws were turnover worthy plays. Yeah, I know. Uh, we, we don't need to talk about that one pick. That oh was probably the God. worst interception I've ever seen. And we watch from Jeff a Sims. <laughs> We watch him every yeah, week. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, Cowboys easily in this one. So, uh, yeah, that closes out our NFL pick'em segment. Um, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come right back into college football week two. Welcome back to The Last Take. All right, so uh, we're going to go on to the next segment here, uh, Week 2 College Football. So what are a couple th- – uh, Blake, you can go first. What are a couple of things that surprised you or just your overall thoughts on last week's games, well, excluding Nebraska? Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, I'm glad Utah won uh, over Baylor. That was a pretty close game at one point. Um, and then another standout game uh, to me is uh, – <coughs> Oregon versus Texas Tech. I love looking at the win probability graph because it's like a freaking roller coaster and just appeases my, you know, small brain sometimes. I'm not, 
<laughs> you probably don't like looking at Nebraska's the last no, like, 15 I don't, of them but have I, been but pretty I still, bad. But I still look at it. And, you know, it was all over the place. And then you see where Texas Tech had, you know, a 63% chance of winning. And it's like, you look at the game and it was, you know, Texas Tech led um, uh, a good in, portion. A good portion of the third quarter. And it was like, wow, this. Texas Tech, could you imagine you lose your first game to Texas State? No, they lost to Wyoming. Wyoming. Texas State was Baylor. Yeah. Big 12 going to do Big 12 things, I guess. Um, but, you know, they lose that first game, and I'm like, shoot, if they beat Oregon here, that goes, that's bad for me because, you know, I'm very high in Oregon, and that would not look good for the rest of, uh, you know, the Pac-12. Um, May they rest in peace. Yeah. Pac-2 right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Oregon game, thirty-eight to thirty, um, pretty crazy that they were able to pull that out there in the end. Um, and yeah, and then looking at uh, the AP rankings, no- nothing really too surprising. Florida State, I saw, it's kind of they got more votes to be in uh, to be in first actually. And you know, I think that's simply because they're looking for a reason to move Georgia out of just being number one. You know, um, and I sort of am too. Uh, yeah, nothing really too surprising, I guess. Texas getting in the top five. Yeah, top, top five. Four, I should top say. four. That is huge. USC um, jumped one. That is pretty huge considering that's the highest they've been ranked since what? Uh, 2010. 2010. Um, and yeah, just nothing really else surprising. Um, Alabama dropping seven spots. You know, that makes sense. Can they figure out an offense? That's definitely going to be intriguing, but we'll talk that talk about that later when we go into the uh, college football pickup. Yeah, uh, Logan. Yeah, to me the game that stuck out was that Oregon game. It was, I mean, I'm also very, very high in Oregon. I think Bonix might be the second best quarterback in the country behind. I don't even need to say his name at this point. Um, Jeff Sims, <laughs> definitely not. Um, and that was a bit scary. Really, to me, really is their defense. They look like they got out schemed a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of glad they pulled it down in the end because I'm actually want Oregon to have, have a lot of success this year. And then I don't know if you guys watched because it was USC versus Stanford, but Caleb Williams might have made like three of the greatest throws I've ever seen in a football game in that game. He had won. It was a PA rollout to his right, um, and he rolled out to the 15-yard line, on like his own 15, and he threw it to the 15-yard line. Dear Lord. Um, and it looked easy. Like he didn't even like throw it off his back foot. Like there was no follow through. It was just there. And his receiver was because it's Stanford. His receiver was about eight yards in front of his corner, <laughs> um, and it was a touchdown. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like he's unbelievable. I, I just wanted to talk about him a little bit because I got a little man crush on him, and he's not going to be a ram because we're not tanking, but at least we're winning games. So game. I don't know if he's ready to be a commander. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Probably yeah, he could stay him another, or, uh, he could a, stay uh, another year, and then then he can be a ram. You know. So, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, he was yeah. so unbelievable. I just want – he's so good. I, don't, I know there are people who are like, oh, no, no, he might not be the first. But yeah, you're not watching with your eyes. You're watching with something else. Like It was against Stanford. It doesn't matter. It's so <laughs> You still got to make the throw. Stanford might be the worst. You still got to throw the ball 80 yards. True. To throw it 80 yards or whatever. Y- yeah, like, I know. He's good. Yeah. No, he's Sorry, very good. He's, he's a very good quarterback. And then I, I think Florida State's legit. I know with the ranking, Texas jumped above USC. I think USC's probably a better team than them. I mean, I think last year they were If they were the face. I think last team. year USC was the third best team in the country. They just lost to Utah because it's Utah. So Yes, yeah, because Utah just knows how to beat USC. You yeah, can't, can't lose twice. That's that's You can't lose twice. And I don't think they really will this year. I don't even know if they play Utah twice. They, they, do. Ha- they would have to play they him, play them once. They would have to play them in the Pac twelve championship again, which I'm not sure is gonna happen because I think UCLA is pretty legit. I mean, Dante Moore, I don't know if you guys watched that. He's 
He's good. He's also unbelievable. So he's only a he's a true freshman. A freshman, yeah. So um, it's a lot of true freshman quarterbacks. Yeah, that are playing I mean, pretty the well. Entire Pac-12 quarterback room is unreal this year. They might have the top three. Yeah, no legit. I think they probably do. Caleb then, Williams, Bo Nix, Michael Pinnix. and then Dante Moore's a freshman, and then Cam Rising is a good quarterback. So he went to high school. Who's yet to play this year, and yeah. Utah has still managed right. to be two and zero. So going. Andy's in my phone book. So shout out. Phone book. <laughs> phone book. <laughs> what year is this, Logan? Come on. Your Sorry. windstream would. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I, I'm gonna page yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, your I'm gonna page him later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my bad. So, yeah. Um. I mean, those are the big takeaways uh, for me. I didn't really watch a whole lot outside of the Pac-12 because I'm trying to, you know. Get the last Pac-12 from my childhood before they're gone. So, yeah, that, you know that must suck. You know, you and Charlie, I mean, grew up with like that stuff, the Pac-12, and then like now it's just not going to yeah. exist. I, I mean, mean, I remember like Rosen versus Mariota, like it was yesterday. I'm like, sure you remember that uh, the Rosen comeback with uh, oh against God. Texas A&M. Oh my God, Fox. That, that game's awesome. That might be like my favorite moment moment as a UCLA fan. So that was incredible. Shout out Dad for going there. So. <laughs> Uh, they don't take precedence over Nebraska, though. When we play them, we're going to kill them. And I'm going to bully my dad. Yeah, when Dante Moore throws seven, 17 picks in one oh game. Oh, my God, don't. He's going to have, like, 500 yards. He might kill us. <laughs> I don't know. In two years, maybe. We play them next year. Well, no, they're Right now. No. Next year, they're going to kill us, I think. We do play them because they haven't changed anything. Oh, yeah. Because I, I bet we're they there. Really done anything. We're going. It, it's at UCLA. We can stay at my house. So, um, I don't know if they'll change anything. But I'm assuming what they'll do is just make Oregon and Washington be like independent for about two years until we can schedule I can conference. Them, I can see them changing the 2025 schedule. Maybe do just one year of just just UCLA, they can UCLA. play Big Ten teams, but yeah, non-conference technically, yeah. but but conference. I don't I don't know how they're gonna figure that out. They'll figure That's, it out. There's a lot of money in the world that, that can help them figure it out. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We know that. We, that I just know, I just know next year we are at UCLA because my dad already said you and your friends are coming. So I know if we talked gotcha. about 2025 schedule, I know they'll probably change it, but hopefully they do so we don't have to play Pence or who we would play. So Ohio State, Michigan, State, USC, Michigan, Michigan State, USC, and UCLA. We have to play them all in the same year. <laughs> I awful. I think we play. I think we go at. Like the, we go the way to, I saw it, we go to SoCal. Because I know the, the dates, are, I know the dates aren't confirmed, but the way I saw it, that it would theoretically go is we would go at SC, Penn State at home, UCLA at home, and then like at Michigan or something. And I'm like, we also play Ohio State. Yeah, so. and then Ohio State somewhere in there, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, and we still have to play Iowa probably on the we'll be on the road for that year. So. Yeah, we'll be on the road that year. So I mean, yikes, six and six by default. I mean, unless, we'll be unless the rule turnaround no, actually, is unbelievable, we, we will actually be playing home for Iowa because it's two years from now. So technically, we, we'll uh, be. Oh, you're right. Yeah, no yeah. Wisconsin. We well, we'll be national shit. championship contenders by then. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Shout out, Mark. All right. So uh, my thoughts. Um, sorry for that tangent, but who that cares? Was a long one. Doesn't matter. Texas is a good football team. Not surprised. They're top five. Um, they beat Alabama, who might not be as good as people think. Jaylen, I know Justice Rohde has like beef with Jalen Milrow for some reason. He thinks he's, he's got not beef a, with everyone. He does low key though. So, but uh, he doesn't think Jalen. They don't really have a good quarterback, honestly. I, don't I think they do. Yeah, Tyler Buckner. I mean, he played a little bit, I guess, at Notre Dame. I think he played half the year. I think some. I don't know. It's because they drew Pine too. But like, no, I think I don't know. Who cares? It's Notre Dame. But um. Uh, but honestly, <coughs> the Pac-12. I mean, again, they're just reigning supremacy over right now, at least with ranked teams. 
I mean, they were they have eight undefeated teams. Honestly, if NIL was there in the Pac-12, I think they might be as good, if not better, than the SEC. Because the main thing they lack is they don't recruit like the East Coast O linemen, but they have everything else. But they, they have also everything have else. Eight ranked teams, right? And the only I think like, there aren't ranked. I think are in not, like a they don't have they have a loss. Yeah, so. I think like in the totality of like looking at the depth of the Pac-12, it's easily like the best. Like conference, right? Right. Like the fact that UCLA might be like the seventh best team in the Pac-12, and they might be a top twenty-five. Like I think USC, UCLA is probably better than Clemson. If I'm being completely honest, like if you put the truth serum in me, and we're like, who's a better team? I think I'm saying UCLA. Um, and I think that kind of demonstrates how good they are on their face, and the fact that a lot of these teams will be joining the Big Ten, where there's a lot more NIL money, and they can start recruiting these kids across the country. Because that's the thing; they only get West Coast kids, really. Um, I think that can really be a boon to their programs, and I think we could see them change a lot. Um, Washington State, let's just say I called it. I called it back all the way till from last school year. I've been saying Wisconsin's going to lose to Washington State on the road that. in Pullman. And I was telling you they weren't going to, and I'm, and guess I'm what? happy to be wrong. They did. Wisconsin lost by nine. Uh, I know you called it too, yeah. technically. So um, I just got to throw in that shout-out Jason Klein. That's just – don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah um, – it was a fun weekend. Um, we have a interesting week uh, of games, I guess. We'll get into that in a minute. But first, uh, we're going to yeah. go a little Debbie down here. Yeah, Debbie bit. Downer here. Uh, you going to make me do this? We don't might, really need to spend too much time. I might have to leave the room. <laughs> uh, Nebraska, what the hell happened? Yeah. Um, I don't think we're a very good football team. It's it, it's a process. I, That's I how know. I look at it. It's it's just our, our team is like, you know, you got to – full circle here like a complete team right and then you just cut off an entire section of, of that circle and it's like now now it just doesn't even run anymore you know you got a little bit where it can rotate because of the defense right your defense will bail you out and give you so many chances uh early on in the game and then they just have to play the rest of the game the defense has to stay out there and it's just bad you know i mean you can't do that you can't let your defense that that was the problem also playing at the altitude when they're on the field 90 percent of the time they're not going to have the stamina to handle it i mean yeah. and even even matt roll said this too they weren't ready for they didn't he didn't coach the he didn't tell the guys that they're going to have to deal with that loud of well i think that's a cop-out answer just because he didn't want to blame it on his players that is that's what i saw it as I, because yeah that's come on I now that. Matt Rule, it was pretty loud oh, though. it doesn't no, matter i've seen so many it's going to be that loud when you play at iowa almost any stadium you at, we play at wisconsin this year it'll be that loud yeah so i don't know they I, won't yeah they will <laughs> Um, we, we're, yeah, we're Michigan at home, so it won't be Jesus Christ. We don't, we don't if we really struggle with the crowd, if we we're at the big house this year, we'd we lose by 50. No, we might lose by 50. Anyway. We still we might lose, we by, didn't 50. lose by 50 uh, last year. They might so. be the best team in the country. Maybe. Um, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, just like I feel like that was just a cop-out answer. And um, I'm not really going to dwell on this past weekend because, I mean, I was just depressed when it happened just because, like, why, why, why offense are you doing this to me? Like, I was terrified at the beginning of the year. Like, I was terrified. I mean, like. What? How terrified? Well, here's Were you terrified? Yeah. Right. I was horrified. <laughs> horrified. That's, that's, that just went a whole other side. <laughs> I know. That's like a – yeah, you went up the ladder. Yeah. No, for real. Because here's the thing. I was talking to, uh, to um, Justice about this, and it's like last year our offensive production became terrible at the end of the year. Granted, we didn't have Casey Thompson in there most of the time, but our, just our offensive product, production was terrible. And it's like we had Trey Palmer then, and we had a pretty well-rounded offense in my I mind. Think, from what I, I think I saw. Trey Palmer was our entire offense. Yeah, that's, no, that's kind of my and Marcus Washington theory. Yeah. Pretty much, it's pretty much F it. Trey Palmer's down there somewhere. Yeah. I, I know, like we've talked a little bit because I, I feel like we're repeating ourselves, but I realize we've had all these conversations off air. Um, 
like that we would have won the game with Casey, particularly the Minnesota game. I think we probably would have won with Trey Palmer alone. Yeah. Like, I look at Casey because I've watched him a little bit, and I don't think he's actually that good, especially compared to Jeff. Like Jeff's upside is significantly higher than Casey. I, was saying, I mean, Casey has a thing really though, bad with Jeff game though. I mean, he's weekend. he's yeah, and I think he's a little bit past the point of development. I'm gonna be honest. I, think, I mean, he's, he's oh no, like, I I fully agree with that. But I think if you give like if you just look at any quarterback in any level of football, if you just give them a weapon like Trey Palmer where he can do anything, like he can take the top off of a defense, you can have him run an out route for seven yards and he'll convert it. Like he can do anything. He was way out of his league. He was way more athletic than any corner in the Big Ten. We saw it at the Iowa game and other corners were great. He absolutely smoked those guys. And I think if you just kind of take away that, it changes the offense so much. And I, I don't think we, as a fan base, kind of realized that going into the season. I mean, we even saw he had a touchdown the other day in the NFL, right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't an amazing touchdown. He still scored a touchdown, right? Yeah. He's still getting reps as a fourth, fifth-round rookie. Um, sixth. Sixth? My, yeah, exactly. He right? fell he, that far. Right. He's still the wide receiver three coming out of camp. So yeah. I think that kind of shows what we're missing is it's really that, right? Like, our receiving core isn't bad. It lacks the guy. Every re- good receiving core has a guy, and, and we don't have that. Like, like Billy Kemp, I just don't – he's just not the – he's the one that you do your dink and duck stuff He's Robert to. Woods. Yeah, exactly. That was the most Rams thing I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to agree with her because I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with that. But yeah, Honestly, I, mean, I don't disagree with you. It's just, no, it's, it's accurate. It's just – it's the most Rams thing but, ever. But that's my thing is that, like, last year, you know, our offensive production was just terrible, and it's like what made me think that this year was going to be really that much different offensive-wise. And that's yeah. why I was, like, kind of terrified, you know, later in the year we had a low-scoring offense. I'm like – what in my mind is gonna like what 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 part of the, <coughs> what part of this team is gonna be the reason why our, f- our offense goes has a better output and then Mark Satterfield being the worst offensive or the worst you can't start man that that the, <laughs> we'll be here all day the worst coaching hire that Matt Rule did because it was a buddy pick and that's the same thing Scott Frost did with some of his um, coordinators and other literally all the coordinators he brought in were from UCF or pastime like yeah past and time. I, I, I at first I was like uh, I kind of like the route we did you know last year where we hired some big name guys to kind of come in there but it didn't work with Mark Whipple although Mark Whipple's offense I think would have worked if we would have had him for more than one year um, but that's his part of thing is building he's up. also a little too old to have yeah, him for more than you, one year anyways you knew that was a retirement job for him anyways just getting the money and um, dipping essentially yeah but Marcus Satterfield, they, they got to scheme up some more stuff, and I don't really want to talk about more on the offense because it's redundant. You know, yeah, everyone's heard about it. So I'll throw in my takes, I guess. Um, you know, defensively, we're number one in the country in sacks. I mean, that's impressive enough. That's something I will say. Our, our defense is defense great. is incredible. I the only problem defense. I'm gonna Bobby Heslin was talking to me, and he said, "Shut up, Bobby. Yeah, I'm gonna miss you in class. You dropped my class." Oh. Uh, he was saying that the defense does struggle of forcing turnovers, which I do agree. Yeah. We, we need to do better on turnovers on both sides of the ball. I don't think we have athletes good enough to do that. I, I think defensively like, we might be able to, but I think like it would require a big addition in the secondary. Like it would require moving. Well, we Malcolm need just, to we just need to get. I think if you have like Buford back, we I think if you bring back. in a legit corner, like a legit lockdown corner. And you move Malcolm to safety, we could do that. But that's a that's a huge ask. But also, we're also missing our probably arguably the best our best safety on the roster is Marquise Buford Jr. He's been out for the past. But he, to me, he's not he's, a forced he, turnover guy. Yeah, he is forced it, the most turnovers last year. So there's forcing them, and there's being a guy who makes forces turnovers. Darius Slay forces turnovers. Right. I don't. But I'm just. There, and then there's having the most forced turnovers. I'm just. I'm just saying. I think we do have the athletes. It's just we need time. We're still learning this defense. I mean, yeah. 
no, de- there's, game two. And there's little stuff really with good. the defense. I think it's so great. I mean, we're, I mean, we've allowed 24.5 points per game, and considering the field position that we gave up in the Colorado game, I think that's outright incredible. Yeah. Um, we held Shooter Sanders to, he didn't have the greatest first half in the world. He just made no, the throws he needed to make. Even the second half wasn't that great. Like, it was good. He had a good he had second yards, half. But they it was more of what I ball. expected. They weren't running the ball, so like. No, we were great against the run. I, I love our D-line. Shout out, uh, my barber buddies on the D line, um, <laughs> Cam Lenhart. Cam Lenhart. Um, but yeah, the defense. There's some pros and there's some cons, right? Like I don't think we have this like world beating defense, but I'd say it's probably top four defense in the Big Ten. And I think I mean we've consistently been up there for defensively in the past few years, anyways. Yeah, I mean I, Luke Reimer leads the Big Ten in sacks with two and a half. He's our middle linebacker. Yeah, so, like, I, th- I think that's something that I can get us a few wins down the line. I mean, looking at Michigan State and their coaching situation, and Wisconsin's not very good. And Illinois and being Illinois, terrible. So. Wisconsin's questionable. Iowa's questionable. Yeah, the so Big Ten West is just questionable. We, like we can still pick up some games, but I'm not super hopeful because you, to quote Kevin Durant, to win you got to score more than your opponent. <laughs> and that's something that. <laughs> I do think what will help is these next two games, which we can get into this next game. Hone in take our on. offense. Hone in our offense in these yeah. next two games. Yeah, so we be, take be on. able to just put up a lot of points. Is Jeff able to play in this game? Is he healthy? No, I'm pretty sure. See, I think that's yeah, has, They haven't really said anything. He has a high ankle sprain, but apparently severity isn't as bad as your typical high ankle sprain. I just four think... to five weeks. But they think it's going to be less than that. They, he hasn't been practicing. So we're probably assuming... I know you hate this. We're probably going to be seeing. We're probably going to be seeing Chuba or Chuba Purdy God. and Heinrich Harburg. Why do you tell? Me? Well, I don't hate Heinrich. Heinrich's not awful. Well, according to Ryan, he's the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, <laughs> I just the thing with this game is I would so much rather have Jeff because it could be the Jeff get right game. Right. He could throw a pick to start the game. You know, gotta get the tradition out of the way, and then he can be like, "Oh, this is how I like play quarterback in this scheme." And now he really only has it against – who do we play week four? Why am I blanking on this? LA Louisiana Tech. Tech. Louisiana Tech. Tech, which I think they're probably a better defense than Northern Illinois, just looking at the, the little numbers. Mm. So I think it's kind of less of a get right. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, don't I, could, total, I could totally be wrong. I, I personally think Louisiana Tech's offense is way better than Northern Illinois. I know yeah, that's I, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, Louisiana Tech's probably just a straight up better team. I think don't get me wrong. I mean, they have to call us. They have to be the best team. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> he got into the game last week. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm just being honest. I was. I wrote my article today. Northern Illinois is one of those teams you can't overlook. We've done it in the past. We lost in 2017. Did we lose to Georgia Southern? I have no idea what you're talking about. Huh? Did Georgia Southern? I have no idea. What tra- we never overlook teams. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh no. God. I'm just worst, saying. In the worst past. loss in maybe Nebraska history, right there. I really got it hammered in what it's like to be a Nebraska fan early. Northwestern and Georgia Southern. Yeah, all right. So, um, yeah, Northern Illinois. So, we've overlooked them in the past. We lost in 2017. That might have been the worst team in Nebraska history, probably. Tanner Lee threw two pick sixes. Tanner Lee's the GOAT. And we lost. Well, I accidentally called Tommy Lee. In, uh, in I, I had I had to do I, I, I couldn't. I'm like, his name is Tanner. I was gonna sing like it's something. Timmy. I was gonna say Timmy, and then I'm like, that year he threw 23 touchdowns with 16 picks. He had, he had seven point three yards an attempt. Yeah, but that's I mean, awful. It's not great. Um, Our leading rusher was Divine Ozigbo. He's Ozigbo, good. Ozigbo, dude. He's so four hundred ninety-three. Uh, that was his worst year. Uh, his wor- That was his awful. worst year. Our leading receiver was Stanley Morgan Jr. Dog. Know. He actually had a good season. Yeah. He's. I think he's the all-time leader in 
receiving yards. Is he? Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Northern Illinois, you can't overlook them, like I said. Um, key things to watch, though, is their offense. I don't know. They they were good last week. They put up 300 passing yards, but you also, Rocky Lombardi also threw three interceptions against Southern Illinois, and they lost by three, and they couldn't couldn't get things going like scoring-wise on offense. But the first week when they played Boston College, they put up 27, but Rocky Lombardi had a bad game, like yardage-wise. He only had like 146-ish. So I don't know what type of offense we're going to see from Northern Illinois. Defensively, I don't think they're the greatest either. So this is kind of like our reset. We're back at home, first game at home. Without Jeff, and I'm, I know Jeff's awful, but we need Jeff Sims to win games against better teams. And we're not we going to get it later. So we're not beating Iowa or Michigan State or Wisconsin with Heinrich Harburg. You never know. Shut up. I'm no. I'm Stop. just saying. I, I mean, he could come up. He could you, be one of those guys know. that comes out of nowhere. No, he's I, not that guy. No, I'm not. You're I'm not right. that guy, pal. You're not that. Hey, you're not that guy. <laughs> He's You're not, not that, that guy. guy. He's not that guy. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to just put that in the air. You know, yeah, I'm throwing it out I, there. I, I was talking to Blake. I love this Heinrich, but I'm putting it out there. What if hypothetically? Oh God, Heinrich. Those sentences never end well. Hypothetically, Heinrich Harburg is from Kearney, Nebraska. Oh God. What if he's the guy that saves the program, the local guy? I think it's going to be Daniel Kalen, who's going to be here next year. Malachi Coleman. He's not a quarterback. Um, no, doesn't that's matter. what I'm talking about. Doesn't matter. Position hopefully, change. okay, talking about this game, though, hopefully we can see some of these guys like Jalen Lloyd and Malachi Coleman play. Oh, my God, I'd love to see Malachi. All right, so we're going to do our score predictions here. Um, Blake, you can go first. All right, well, uh, oh, boy. Eh. I think our offense is going to look a little flashy. We're going to have actually a drive beginning of the game, march down the field, and actually score. Um or, bold. It's not really that bold. No, because Northern we could have done that at Colorado if we weren't. Stop being a Debbie Downer, dude. Idiots. I'm a Debbie Downer, bro. Um, yeah, I still think it's going to look sloppy at points. Um, 100%. And I think Illinois will, Northern Illinois will uh, get a get a touchdown late. I think it'll be probably, my guess, 24-7 most of the game, and then it'll turn into 24-14 because they'll get a touchdown late in the game or whatever. But, yeah, my score is 24. Uh, so you have Northern Illinois covering. Yeah, 24. and a half. 24-14, um, it's, it's just going to be one of those where, like, yeah, most of the game, our offense is still going to struggle a little bit, but we'll score, you know, 24 get a points. Win. Yeah, get the three, win three touchdowns and a field goal, you know, get that W and move on. Fair. All right, Logan. We ain't kicking no field goal. We're winning 21-10. to 10. Um, <laughs> I think our defense will actually look really good because it's Northern Illinois, but I don't think we're going to score. And I know 21 is scoring, but it's not scoring when it's Northern Illinois. Yeah, um, no, you're right. You're right. I'm going to just read off some PFF grades from our players on the air. John Corcoran. Nope. Don't. <laughs> just Corcoran. Corcoran. That's what Turner. Said. That's what he said. He said John. Did I say John again? You Jesus John. Christ. Turner. Who's John Corcoran? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, that's the guy who's on the show Survivor. <laughs> what? Where'd you pull that out? Of? I have no idea. His uh, pass blocking grade, you ready for this? Eight point five. That's Thanks. the lowest I've ever seen. Jeff Sims, rocking a whole forty six point seven. That could his, be worse. His passing grade is a thirty seven. His run grade is sixty three. So that's good. Good that's for keeping, him. That's keeping it up. Now let's, let's check the defense. Um, Ty Robinson. He has a run defense rate of twenty eight point two. He only played. I don't care. Two quarters this year. He's seventy two snaps this year. That's enough. Oh, that's still a lot. Yeah. And Quentin Newsom's good. Shout out to Quentin with a 72. I think that's the highest on the entire team. And Fedonia is like He's like 70. the 
oldest so, guy on the defense. Yeah, so. we love him. And then uh, Bryce Bernhardt actually has an 81 pass block grade. So he's doing very well. I will not talk I any more Bryce Bernhardt slander from any of you. It's gonna, it's gonna come if you watch. It's it, it literally, it's gonna, he's a terrible run blocker. His yeah. run blocking grade is not good. Yeah, but I think we'll win twenty one to ten. I think we'll score three touchdowns. I think it's gonna be the three times we get into the red zone. We're gonna turn it over in the red zone at some point. I'm not gonna say Jeff's gonna throw a pick because I'm not putting my neck on the line for that. But well, Jeff Sims is not might not be oh, playing. Jeff, so. Well, Heinrich will throw a pick. Heinrich won't throw a pick in the red zone though. But yeah, he'll throw a pick straight up. But, yeah, I think 21 and 10, so bets around the world will push because we're minus 11, but I'm the most Debbie Downer ever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, you go ahead, Doug. I'll, I'll put some energy back you're gonna, this podcast. You're going to excite the pod, yeah. All right, I Can think... we talk about the Rams now? I'm not playing. <laughs> Yo, bro. <laughs> uh, so I think offensively we'll look a little better. We're not playing the greatest opponent in the world. Um, Northern Illinois, like I said earlier, not somebody you want to overlook any of these teams, though. Any of these group of five teams, we've had our struggles in the past. I mean, look at we we lost to Troy a couple years ago. We've lost to Northern Illinois once. I will say they they're the lowest team on PFF's team power rankings in the country. Exactly, <laughs> so. they're not very good, but they're not horrible either. I can think I can think of a lot of teams that are probably worse than them, but. I think we can get a little more points than you're saying. You guys are saying, but only by like four. I think we're gonna put up. I, I'm gonna say twenty-eight to ten, we win. I have a feeling. I think defensively, we're gonna have a very, very good game, like usual. Their offensive line isn't anything to write home about. Cam Lenhart, all all of, all of our guys are gonna have a good game. Shout, um, out, to my, shout little, out to Cam and I's barber. I am a little worried. Uh, I I can't pronounce this guy's name, but you look on their stat page for Northern Illinois, their wide receiver. I think he'll get locked up by whoever guards him, so it's probably going to be Quentin Newsom. Hold on, let me take a shot at this guy's name real quick. Let me look it up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll fill space here. But um, I personally think defensively we're going to have a decent game, and Northern Illinois is not the greatest team in the world, so uh, try it. <laughs> Hackper Rutkiewicz. Yeah, uh, that's a fun name. We're calling him KR. KR? Um, yeah, KR's okay. I mean, he had one, he's one touchdown in the year, but he's been – Overall, Rocky Lombardi's favorite target so far this year. Um, so it's a guy to watch, I guess. But personally, defensively, we're going to have a much better game. And he also has one rushing attempt. That's big time. I know. Um, but offensively, it, we will look a little better. But the questions at quarterback are still going to remain after this week. So <coughs> uh, moving into Louisiana Tech. So after, so that's a sweep. Nebraska win. <laughs> I think that's we. I guess we all of us took Nebraska last week too. Mm-hmm. But. Um. Yeah. So that was uh, whatever the segment was. <laughs> Good old Nebraska football Logan's segment. complaining about our offense and college football takes. I guess <laughs> so. We'll take a quick break and we'll move on to the pick'em. To the last take, so we're gonna go straight into our pick'em here, college football pick'em. I should clarify Preface that. Yep. Yeah. So uh, standings, real quick. I'm in first place at 18 and six. Blake's in second with 15 and nine. Only Scott, three. Only three behind. It's been, it's been pretty close. And there, there are some of those picks, like the Iowa State pick, that kind of like. No, you're terrible. 
That kind of just threw me out of the yeah, contention there. Um, and then uh, Justice had a hell of a week, eight and two, as the best record. Logan, good luck at trying to replicate that. Justice sucks. I'm getting there. Huh? Justice sucks. I'm getting there. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we're gonna move straight in. First game, Friday night game at six p.m. on FS1. Virginia versus Maryland. I think Virginia lost barely to James Madison last week. Maryland isn't anything to write home about. How do you so lose far, to a president. <laughs> I'm sorry. James Madison. <laughs> Go, Logan. The ghost of James Madison. Um, I think Maryland's going to take this one. I mean, they're 14 and a half point favorites. I think they'll probably cover that. Um, I think Maryland's just a really safe team, right? They don't really make mistakes. They only have 2.1% of their plays or turnover really plays, which for a college team, that's absolutely wonderful. They also only have 2.1% of their plays are big time throws. So um, Virginia is allowed 447 yards yeah. a game. So I think they'll just kind of pretty safely cruise to like a forty to seventeen win. Maybe that might be a whack that might be a whack number actually. That, actually, no, they just won thirty eight to twenty. So yeah, so like Charlotte. It is Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Maybe might not forty seven. One of the worst teams. In the I think they'll probably cover fourteen and a half though. I, I'd say that's pretty safe. Um, but yeah, they're they're definitely gonna win. They'll probably cover. I just don't think Virginia's very good. Yeah, they're Virginia not. might be worse than us. They low-key might be. So, uh, Blake, go ahead. Yeah, I'm taking Maryland. Uh, not really much to write home about anything on Virginia's side. I mean, like, come on now. They they lost to, you know, the president 36-35 to 35, <laughs> and then uh, lost to Tennessee 49-13. They ain't winning this game. I don't think – I'm not too high on Maryland, but, I mean, they're just going to – it's kind of like last year, you know, win the games that they should win. Um, and this is one of those games that they should win. So, yeah, give me Maryland. Uh, I'm taking Maryland as well. I think Maryland's defense will be the reason why they win this game. Virginia's defense is atrocious. Like I said, 447 yards allowed per game this year. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. You play James Madison, who just came in, got into the FBS last year, and you still lose by one. That's a yikes. And you lose the t- – because they lost, they they and we have played. one of their players, Billy Kemp. Yeah, and they he was their best receiver probably. So, um, but you know, Maryland they're better. I don't like Maryland, but I'll, I'll just take the Big Ten in this one. So, moving on, big noon kickoff game, um, number seven Penn State versus Illinois on why's, the road. Why is this big noon? There's no other better games. I know this week. This terrible. week's just horrible. Why'd you bring them on the pod this week? No, I'm playing. <laughs> All right, you can go ahead, Logan. Um, Penn State's going to kill them. They're only 14 and a half again. It's on the road. That's why, probably. It doesn't matter. They're going to kill them. I don't even know what else to say. Like, Penn State's EPA per pass, 0.42. That's unbelievable. Their EPA per run, 0.24. Uh, they run the ball 57% of the time. So they're going to check the ball for the first quarter, get up about 17 to nothing, and they're going to run the ball the rest of the game, and they're probably going to win by some margin, similar to 40 to 17. Um, I just think Penn State's legitimately one of the best teams in the country, and I'm not going to say they're going to go 12 and 0, but they could go 11 and 1. There's a which if you go, they're 11, pretty good. If they go 11 and 1. There's a chance you could go 12 and 0. That's all I'm going to say. So, um, <laughs> I think they're really, really good, and um, they just they just look atrocious. Like I watch them play football, and there's nothing exciting. I just watch boring, bland, uninspired football. Where they're not good at anything. You just must not like Big Ten West football, then. No, it, it was Big Ten West football, and then there's Illinois. 
It made like is everything. I mean, just, enough said. Really, everything's just uninspired. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Like, no, I get they're it. They're just like I watched the Toledo game. They're mid and <laughs> everything. Like, not even mid's too nice because I don't use mid like everyone else, where it's like bad. Mid isn't like you're actually in the middle. They're like just below mid. They're right. subpar at everything, and that'll win you some games in the Big Ten West this year. Um, but it's definitely not getting you anywhere close to Penn State, who's probably one of the ten best teams in the country. I mean, they're ranked like it right now, and I think it's a very very safe rank. Like, yeah, nothing out of Illinois makes me think that they're going to win this game. I think Illinois easily just shot down to one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten in general. Um, and it, that's great for us, Nebraska fans, because that looks like a game that I would have thought, oh, that would have been easily a loss. It now could easily be a win. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I got to go with uh, Penn State, you know, why Illinois has done nothing to prove my uh, loyalty to pick him. Yeah, um, I'm taking Penn State as well. Drew Aller is super good, and he's only a freshman. That's terrifying yeah. uh, for us especially. But His PFF grade is 89. That's incredible that's for unreal. a true freshman. That's unreal. That might be the highest in the country. I haven't looked, and I won't look, but that's unreal. I won't say Illinois is one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. I definitely think Indiana and Northwestern are definitely worse, um, and probably Rutgers too. But... Okay, I totally lied. I looked. That's 18th in the country. That's fine. Um, Illinois defensively has struggled. I mean, you almost lost Toledo. Who might not lose again, I'm pretty sure. So they have mostly seniors on that squad. They should win the MAC. Kansas is much better than same old Kansas. So, I mean, losses. The loss isn't the worst thing. You're on the road, too, and that's not... Kind of weird saying Lawrence is a tough place to play, but it's kind of turning into that right now. And... Like I said, Toledo's a good football team, but they have no chance in this one, in my opinion. Penn State's going to cover 14.5 pretty easily. Penn State probably puts up 40, and they it's not close. So give me Penn State by a mile. So uh, moving on. This one's slowly became interesting as the last two weeks have gone through. Both are undefeated. Both were Big 12 rivals. Number 15 Kansas State Wildcats go on the road to Memorial Stadium slash Ferret Field. That's a horrific name. Ferret Field. It's terrible. That's an exciting one. Uh, taking on the mis- uh, Misery Tigers. So, <laughs> Missouri. Shout out to like half my family who goes out of school for some reason. I don't know what they're doing. Misery? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing in their college choice, but shout out to them, I guess. Uh, yeah, so um, go ahead, look. Kansas State's just a better team. I, I will say something weird. I'm looking at numbers. Missouri, Missouri, Mizzou has an EPA per run of zero flat. So they're average. They still run the ball 58% of the time, which makes no sense to me because their their EPA per, plat, per pass is 0.29. That's really good, right? That, that'd be like middle of the road and like the upper echelon of the country. So – They'd be near the top. Oh, that was a weird way to say that. <laughs> um, but that's just kind of a strange thing, and they're probably going to have to chuck the ball around against Kansas State. So there's a chance this one gets interesting. Um, but Kansas State's probably just going to come away with it. I think Kansas State's a very well-rounded team. they got a good, solid roster. And Missouri, just I don't think they have the talent to keep up with a team like K-State. Like, Yeah. Uh, Miz- Jesus. I, this this could be – K-State, I, I want to have – I really want to ha- – Put them in the same echelon as Texas. Like I really want them to compete for you know for the Big Twelve title, um, but at the same time, I just I don't think K State is at that same level. Especially, I mean, I mean you you had a great team last year, and I don't think this team 
is, is as good as uh, Missouri. Uh, uh, excuse me, as their team last year. Uh, but I, you know, when uh, looking at um, Missouri, I I was I'm, I'm pretty highly of them. Like I think that they'll be a pretty competitive team. Um, but yeah, I I think that uh, K State will win this one. It's probably going to be the most interesting game uh, of the weekend. Uh, so I do look forward to it, and um, yeah, I, I think K State will get the win. Um, but it's it's going to be probably pretty close. Yeah, uh, K State is a five point favorite in this one. Uh, it makes sense. K State is okay. They're good, but they're kind of questionable at the same time too. Yeah, like, they're definitely not as good as they were last year. It's definitely it's pretty clear that. They are missing Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn was their entire, not going to say their entire offense, but it was a good portion of it. I'm not, and Will Howard's a good quarterback, but he has, he's kind of inconsistent sometimes. Um, on the Missouri side, defensively, they've been all right. I mean, they're, they've been better than K State, but they've played, uh, they both played pretty bad opponents, I guess. So, I mean, you never know. Missouri almost lost to uh, Middle Tennessee State last week, they only won 23 to 19. Uh, I I'm just gonna take K State just the because offensively they just look better based off of stats almost 500 yards a game, um, but I think K State will only win by three so I guess Missouri will cover but uh, Kansas State will get the win in this one so moving on South Carolina is going on the road into Athens to take on the first ranked Georgia Bulldogs all right Logan go ahead. Georgia's winning. I don't want to talk talk about Georgia anymore. I'm sorry. They're a good football team. Everyone knows this. They're a great program. South Carolina is okay. And Georgia's gonna win. Yeah. I, like that That's I feel like I, I feel like I'm not saying enough, but that I don't know what else to say. Like it's Georgia. They don't lose the teams like this. Yeah. There's a, like there's an off chance it's like oddly close for the first three quarters. It's happened before. But it, they're not gonna lose. So yeah, they might not cover twenty seven and a half. That's kind of an insane line. That's but, a lot of points. But at the same time, it is Georgia, they, though. But at the same time, they could also win sixty to ten. So, yeah, who knows? That's all I got. All right, Blake. Yeah, this is the one game where I'm hoping someone comes in there and takes down Georgia to kind of set them off the path to the college football playoffs. Just a little early, so some other teams can get some uh, spotlight up there. Um, and you got to wait till Tennessee for that to be. No, I, I, I mean, I like Tennessee. It can happen later this year. But uh, I mean, you know, more re, uh, here. They're soon. at Auburn. The, the way at Tennessee Auburn. played yeah. Austin P was not necessarily the greatest performance. And I, I follow some Tennessee fans on uh, Twitter. Um, I don't know why you do that to yourself. Well, one of them, I, I, I know. So uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but you know he was very uh, disappointed in and you know playing a team like that should be an easy win and it definitely wasn't the easiest at times. South Carolina's defense, yikes, yikes! I just that's Atrocious. one thing that I you got to have something there to especially against Georgia. Um, but I I'm going to pick South Carolina to put it in the universe just so. It, it can at least be thought of for as the, something that happens for the culture for the culture. And I did it early on. You know, I'm, I'm going to be consistent, and that's one thing. There you, did, some, you did say it last, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, and I said it before the season, and I uh, there are some picks that I will change, but I'm not going to change uh, this. And, yeah, I, I hope South Carolina wins because it just would be so interesting and put everything upside down to where they're going to go. Um, but, yeah. Um, take me. Uh, I'm taking Georgia. 
I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, soft- it's, a, it's the safest option. Uh, I would like to see this be upset. I mean, I think everyone would in this in this country, unless you're a Georgia fan. But It'd be so, it would be so funny if they lost. I mean, it's so happened funny. before. I mean, they lost at home a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> Rodrigo Blankenship missed the game-winning field goal against South Carolina. A couple Rodrigo, years ago. the yeah. drip king. Yeah. So, um, but I just based off of it's just Georgia and. They've looked pretty good, I guess. It was only against University of Tennessee, Martin, and Ball State, but... Hey, don't touch on Ball State. South Carolina's defense is atrocious, and I'm just going to take Georgia. I don't think they'll cover, though. 27.5 points is pretty... That's insane. That's a lot of points. And um, Georgia, I'm still... Little iffy on Carson Beck still, so and bad defense is moving on to UCF. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, USF, USF. My bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the next one, number ten Alabama, who just came off a loss to uh, Hookem, Texas, goes on the road for the first time since 2003. They've had a road game against a non-power five opponent. That's insane. Guess what? In 2003, they lost to Hawaii. That was before Nick Saban. So doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't really count. Um. Yeah. Logan. <laughs> USF lost to Western Kentucky. <laughs> by a lot. By a lot. They, they, and they, they only won by 14 over Florida, uh, Florida A&M. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not even saying who's winning. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's worth noting, though. It's worth. Because, I mean, just the, you know, Alabama last time they played, you know. It, I'm not saying they're going to lose. If you put a gun to my head and said, you got to bet your family's life on one team to win this week, I'm taking Alabama. Yeah. Nick Saban's not losing two games in a row, and he ain't losing to no USF. <laughs> like, I know, like, people are like, oh, Alabama was only good because they have Nick Saban. Da-da-da. Like, their actual roster's not good this year. They're only ranked two because of Saban. It's USF, bro. It doesn't matter. Yeah, nah, it... Can I just put down Alabama for yeah. everybody? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Let's yeah. move on. I just had to put it on there because it's a it's a it's a headline. notable game. It's a yeah. headline this week. So when they lose, we don't gotta waste you know, time with it though. When they do lose to USF this week, we can come back to it and just say that would blow everything wide open. Could you imagine? Holy, the, no, the Saban era is officially over. No. If you if you okay, you sound like big game boomers. No, yeah. I sound like a Justice. I'm gonna put Colorado Col- no. Col- in the college football playoff. No, Justice last week who was saying Alabama's <laughs> reigns over. <laughs> yeah, uh, but moving on, this one's a little better. Minnesota goes on the road into Chapel Hill to take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, Tar Heels did okay last week. They almost lost, but App State plays pretty tough against North Carolina typically. So, um, Blake, you go first. <coughs> yeah, I'm I'm not high on necessarily the ACC in general. Like, I think that they're pretty weak. Like, they're they're one of the ones where like, oh, it's the team. You know, the teams they play and they look good towards the end of the year. I mean, that's kind of like Clemson, not a great team last year, in my opinion, but only had three losses, you know, so that's not bad. Um, but Minnesota, they're, the issues in my mind are offensively. Um, I think that um, the, the, you know, comparing like it's, it's kind of like, kind of reminds me of like one, one side, you get a good, you get a good defense versus a, a, um, a, a bad offense and you got a bad offense versus a, a, a good defense or like you know just like kind of the mismatches of stuff um but i mean north carolina though i mean the way how many yards they let up um especially you know rushing yards 108, 108 rushing yards and 314 pass yards uh leads me to believe 
I I don't know because I, I want to pick North Carolina because that's why I had early on uh, two weeks ago. But I, again, I'm not necessarily too high on the ACC. I don't know. I I'm, I'm gonna go with with North Carolina because I think this would be a pretty big win for them um, if they get this win. Um, and we'll cement them later on in the year to be a contender, not only in the ACC, but maybe even further than that, getting getting in a good bowl game. I'm not going to put the playoffs say, because that's not going to say, gonna, to say playoffs. They, that's still not, have play, they still have to get through Florida State, buddy. That, that's yeah. that's not but that's not going to happen. But if they do, if they that, do though, that'd be tough. That'd be wild. See North Carolina in the playoffs. That'd be so funny. <sighs> what a way to go out right. for the four uh, fourteen playoffs. Logan, yeah. go ahead. I think North Carolina is probably going to win. Um, I don't think seven and a half is kind of bold. That's a lot of points yeah. for this type of game. Um, I just think they're a little bit more well-rounded of a team, and it's in North Carolina. And I actually think in games like this where you kind of got these two teams that are both just good football teams, uh, the location can actually matter a lot. And I just think North Carolina's offense is so, so good. I think they probably have a top 10 offense in the country. I don't think that's too controversial to say. It's not. Um, their defense is a little shaky, but I don't think Minnesota's offense is high-powered enough to take care of it. Uh, Minnesota's a good offense, but it's not one that's going to absolutely rack up points, right? They don't do it with a whole lot of speed. Um, and I think that's going to be going to be a main decider. I think North Carolina will probably win by a field goal, maybe a touchdown, but I don't think it'll be a two-score game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking North Carolina as well. Um, I'm just not as sold on Minnesota's offense. Um, I'm just Calicomanis. I mean, he's had limited starts. I mean, I mean, he played Nebraska. He kind of struggled. He had a lot of attempts, but he didn't do the greatest. And in Eastern Michigan, to be honest, Eastern Michigan is the greatest opponent in the world, and they're only averaging 156 passing yards a game compared to Drake May, who is going to be the second quarterback off the board this coming year. Mm, I'm my no, opinion. No, Bo Nix is better, but, but I won't get into that here. But go on. Uh. I think just based off of pure offensively, North Carolina is going to win this game. I think maybe Minnesota's defense gives them a little trouble, but I think Drake May and what he has surrounded surrounded that surrounds him, I think they're going to win this pretty easily. Not easily, but just straight up, like probably just by a touchdown, probably in this one. Mm. So yeah, give me the Tar Heels. Uh, moving on, number eight Washington is going on the road into East Lansing to take on a Michigan State Spartans team that will not have Mel Tucker. We don't need to get into that. No, um, just look it up if you're wondering. Look up Mel Tucker news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll go first on this one. I'm taking Washington. They're 16 point favorites. Yeah. On the road. I know the line moved a lot after the Mel Tucker stuff. If it look, I'll just kind of think I sum up I can sum up this game real quick for most of us. If Mel Tucker stuff hadn't happened, this game might be cool. Yeah. Mel Tucker stuff happened. I don't think a team is gonna rally around something like that. Cause it's not like, you know, coach gets injured or coach has heart attack. Teams rally around things like that. I don't think teams rally around coach does a legal thing, allegedly. For legal purposes, um, and rallies around that and beats a top ten team, especially one like Washington. And I think Michael Penix is probably one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He should be the second best quarterback off the board. Maybe I don't know. Lefties, they're not. They're scary. Uh, they are. Um, 
compare him to Noah Kim, who doesn't have they obviously Michigan State is missing Keon Coleman mm-hmm. um, easily. It's it's straight up yeah. they're missing him, and that really hurts their offense. And I'm I'm gonna be honest, Peyton Thorne might be better than Noah Kim. That's also kind of. A, a take. Noah Kim is leading the Big Ten in passing yards. He really struggles under pressure, though. Yeah, so I'm just going to take Washington because they're averaging about 565 yards a game, and offensively, they, this should be a nice game and it just another thing to put on the resume later down the road. When so. Washington plays Iowa, it's going to be a movie. I know I keep saying that. I know. It's going to be so funny. They won't have Michael Penix, though. So It doesn't matter. They're going to have track kids all over the field. That's true. Be, them in Oregon, it'll be yeah. so funny. Um, I'm assuming who you're taking. Yeah, I'm taking Washington, and I think they'll probably cover. Yeah. Covering 16 on the road's insane, but I think they probably will. Yeah, they covered last year at home. So. Yeah, Washington, Michigan State, yeah. You know, we. I don't know. I don't need could, to be. I need to be. I need it to, could get ugly. I don't need to be a dead horse here. And I think, you know, Michigan State. You start two and zero, but you know, against Central Michigan and Richmond. So I mean, like, <laughs> what does that? Rich, like, that what? doesn't mean anything. Rich what? Richmond. <laughs> Rich what? Um. But nah. Yeah, Washington. This is. Yeah. There. It, it's. I like it because you know it's a Pac-12 versus Big 12 opponent. So it's like. That, Big Ten. Big Big Ten, sorry, excuse me, <laughs> brother. I don't know what I was thinking there. Um, you but blacked out. You, you get that crossover, and it's it's fun on paper. But then you realize who the teams are: Washington versus Michigan State. No, oh my god, if this was like Washington versus Penn State. Yeah. Oh, game boy. of the century. Holy crap! Yeah. So give me Washington. Uh, I'll say before moving on, defensively, Washington's been a little questionable, but Michigan State's offense. They don't have a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. But yeah, so moving on, this one, um, yeah. It's not that any no. It's BYU versus Arkansas. Um, yeah, Logan, go first. I think in Arkansas, I think they're just a better team. Um, they they pound the rock and they pound that well. Um, that's a great sentence out of context. Um, <laughs> Pause. And, that's getting that's sound when, bite. That's when sound they bite. have to, they can also pass the ball really well. They have three point five uh, EPA per pass. They only pass the ball forty percent of the time. Um, I just think. BYU is not going to be able to keep up with them. I would take the over on this game to anyone who's an aspiring better. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think Arkansas is pretty much going to run away with this one, especially since it's in Arkansas. It's in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Fayetteville. Um, they're going to run away with it. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the college, the, the the playoff predictors that I was doing early in the year, and I'm kind of editing them around a little bit. Um, and I realized that I had BYU over Arkansas, and I'm like, Ooh, ooh. You were on some drums and jugs then. Right? Well, I'm like, you know, this is, they could lose a game like this, but then uh, BYU, you know, not playing really anybody um, to start the year. Uh, Sam Only Houston, beating Sam Houston State, State who's 14 to nothing. First year in the FBS. They're terrible. In the CUSA. And who is SUU? Who's that? Uh, Southern Utah. Southern Utah, 41-16. That's it a was, school? That's some numbers, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you see these football schedules and you realize some schools exist. Nebraska basketball's lost to them. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Scourge by 90. Yeah, Scourge by 90. Uh, although Arkansas has let up some yards, um, but still they beat. They know, haven't played anybody beat Kent either. 28 to 6 and WCU 56 13. Western I, Carolina. Arkansas can score. Yeah, I don't, score I don't know. I, they did put up 56 on an FCS. I'm score. a. Uh, yeah, give me, give me, give me Arkansas, Arkansas. Uh, f- 
for the content, I'll just take BYU. Um, wow. Just for the content. Yeah, so uh, BYU. I think, did he beat them last year? I don't remember. Um, I know they played last year in um, at BYU. and um, But Caden Slovis is not the worst quarterback. He shouldn't be in college football anymore. This is, what, his 15th year? Um, pretty close to that. KJ Jefferson's been around for a long time, too. But uh, just for the culture, I'll take BYU. So culture, not culture. <laughs> for the culture, <laughs> for the content. All right, Syracuse, for Purdue. Uh, for the culture. <laughs> we need to move. We need to move quicker. Uh, moving on to Syracuse versus Purdue. Um, this one's um, y- yeah. I'll go first. I think Purdue might have the worst defense in the entire country. Yeah, they're and they have a defensive-minded head coach. So. so, look, I mean, in Syracuse, they can pass that ball. They slang that thing. So I'm taking Syracuse. It's two, lines two and a half right now. I'm begging them to cover that. I think they went by a touchdown. Yeah, I you know following Syracuse last year it could have been more um, for them. They had a few games kind of like slip away that they that they could have won. Put have been. We more. also have their defensive coordinator. Yeah, I know. They blue balls what, us. Yeah, um, we got Tony White now, obviously. Uh, but I I, I got to go with Syracuse. Um, Purdue, I think they they they're going to put on some. Uh, they're going to put up some offense uh, later on the season. And, you know, again, kind of just looking at the rest of the uh, Purdue schedule. Um, I don't know. They're they're gonna they could win a few games somewhere. I mean, that's just what the Big Ten West does. But like at Nebraska, mm, yeah, no, <laughs> no, we've been close to beating them. We'll finally beat them. No, uh, we'll, we'll beat them this year. Um, oh but, God! But yeah, I, I, I gotta go with Syracuse. I, I I like that. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna take Syracuse. Not much to write home about. Purdue, but. more like per don't. Oh, got owned. Him. Crap. Keeping oh, it PG Purdue. on the pod. Purdue is not the greatest team in the world. Um, really? Yeah. New head coach. They lost about everything on offense. They brought in Hudson Card, who has been mid. But, I mean, 502 yards is all right. But two touchdowns only. Devin Mockaby, I mean, he rent, he destroyed Nebraska last year. But by himself, pretty much. But PTSD. Syracuse, based off of their offense, almost 600 yards a game. Again, against, really, it was Western Michigan and Colgate. Purdue lost to Fresno State, who does not have Jake Hayner anymore. And they barely beat Virginia Tech after a six-hour delay. That's I don't even know why you play that at that point. Yeah. You just play it the next day at that point. But I would just take Syracuse because I think they're better than Purdue, to be honest. So, Moving on to the finally the last game. Fresno State goes on the road into Tempe to take on the Arizona State Sun Devils. I'm taking ASU. The alcohol is going to be flowing in that student section. You're not wrong. Students are going to be excited. They're taking that dub. I know nothing about either of these teams. I know Fresno State's the favorite. Fresno State went to double overtime with Eastern Washington last week. Cooper Cup. Um, or is he, did he go to Eastern Yeah, Washington? he did. Okay. He, he went to Eastern Washington. Okay. I'm just saying they're FCS. And look, Fresno State beat Purdue. ASU, so that says a lot about Purdue. Trident. I don't even know what they're they're saying is. I know what their hand signal is. Their gang. Their school gang sign. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Take it, We're ASU. White. We're white. ASU for the culture. All right, go ahead, Blake. <sighs> this one's tough. Low key, double overtime. <laughs> but you beat Purdue. You beat, you beat Purdue. Those students go double overtime on the alcohol. Probably. <laughs> what, what even is college football sometimes? I, 
Good thing this is at 9.30 on a Fox Sports I, 1. Oh, the pregames will be crazy. I, <laughs> they I wait all day. <laughs> I, really <Dirty>. don't, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, Arizona State, Pac-12, man, swan song year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those games where you turn on, it's like it's, you turn on TV. Have you watched a minute of these teams yet? No. I right. watched two minutes of Arizona okay. State last week. Nice. The Purdue game, I think I watched a little bit of. Yeah, I um, did too. But I got over the ASU. Uh, I don't know why. My brother used to be a huge Arizona State fan. Um, I guess, I, I don't know. They How old was he? Baseball wise. Baseball. Oh, Barry Bonds? No, he's he's only 25. But like, still, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> g- give me the Sun Devils, baby. We need to end this really quickly here. Um, <laughs> Arizona State, um, they weren't that great last week. Um, really? They they played Oklahoma what? State, and they played pretty bad. Um, just to be honest, Jalen Rashada was all right, but the rest of the team was not very good. Fresno State, on the other hand, just beat Purdue and then almost lost to Eastern Washington, which says a lot about Purdue, honestly. So, um, They didn't cover 20 50, and a half. 50. Dang it. Dang this one might be 100 degrees when this one kicks off, and it's a 7.30 kick. You're going to be sweating out the alcohol. And it'll be 97. It says 97 kickoff. It's probably going to be feel like 115. So No, no, no. That's not how the heat works over there. It's a joke. Oh. I know. Um, Sorry. <coughs> Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> ASU, Bueller. baby. Uh, Dude, I think half my high school goes to ASU. I I'm not even from Arizona. Probably not surprised. Uh for the, I don't know, Fresno State, why not? There you go. <laughs> it's They're 2-0. They're it's the a, favorites. It's a, it's a 50-50 game. They're the favorites. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm taking the over on this one. Oh, yeah. Half, easily. Oh, yeah. Pack 12 after dark, it's easily going to go over. So, yeah. uh, But give me Fresno State. I think they're a little better than Arizona State. So, finally, we're done with the pick 30 minutes worth. Um, so, cl- close out. Shout out to Logan coming on. you have any shout outs you have? Um, shout out to you guys for having me. On. Hey, what what yeah, you be doing in school that. though? Uh, tell us something about that. Cause yeah, I guess we, didn't, I guess we didn't really do it at the beginning. Oh, that's a whoops um, by I me. Mean, I'm a broadcasting and sports media double major. I want to work in some sort of live production, like behind camera stuff. Uh, but I still like doing stuff in front of the camera with you guys or in front of the mic, whatever. Behind uh, the mic. Behind the mic. That's what I meant to say. Um. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, it's always a pleasure. Love to come on at some point, especially after we beat Michigan when they're ranked number one because Georgia's losing this week to North or to South Carolina. So yep. just gotta make you gotta manifest these things to make them happen. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's been fun. Rams by ninety, Scurs by ninety. Amen, brother. Amen. Dodgers are losing in the NLDS. There you go. Uh, we'll bring you back on for the MLB playoffs probably. Yeah. So when that gets closer here, this was really close actually. And then when you need me for NBA season, I'll be here. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout out to our socials, Twitter, uh, capital TLT, last take 22, Instagram, uh, all lowercase, the last take pod. And we are on Facebook. Uh, now it's just the last take. It's just a page. Um, I don't really post on there, but we'll try. You're we'll not try a here in the future. Woman, it's okay. Yeah. yeah and let's hope uh, Nebraska gets an, 
actual win this weekend. Yeah, um, hopefully. A um, night game. I can't wait for that atmosphere. It's going to be fun. It's going to be incredible. So excited to work Look, it. Yeah, you're working it. Yeah, yeah, tell us about that. Do you know what you're doing yet for uh, that game? I'm or? on EVS Orange, so I'm clipping plays and making highlight packages after every quarter. So after every quarter, if you see a highlight package running, I made it. If you don't see one, it's because I effed up and I didn't do it in time. Well, let's hope we don't. Yeah. <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen. But yeah. So. Yeah, sh- thank um, you for coming on, Logan, again. Of course. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, so... Um, Go Big Red for this weekend. Hopefully we get a big win for Matt Rule. His first home Is it really game. a big win? It's Northern Illinois. It's a, a win's win. a win. It's a win's a, a win. win's a win. You don't play to play the game. You play to win. Amen. So, yeah, um, signing off for Blake, Logan, and Dylan. Uh, thanks for listening, and um, join us next week. Um, who knows what? When we win. After our win. Yeah, so uh, GBR. GBR.